going on down there. The way that podcasting works is we, are, we the editors, that being the two of us, uh, always need like that little second of silence before we actually start, so it all sounds like it's natural and professional. So, hi everyone, welcome to the podcast roundtable panel for the end of TFCon Toronto 2017. My name is Chris, my internet name is Evangelist, and I host WTF and TFW with the guy over there in the white shirt called Aaron. Hi. Uh, his internet name is still Axsmith, whether he likes it or not. It's unique. And uh, joining me to my left is Jeremy from Transmissions, their head tech guy. Sure. Hi. Yeah. Hi. How you doing? And uh, also joining us from Transmissions, we've got Charles. Hello. Internet name, Big C. Apparently everyone knows that now. <laughs> and Daryl. Who's on his phone. On his Blackberry. <laughs> Blackberry. I know we went through this once before, but I swear, really? Yeah. That's amazing. He's, he's lost all respect because we just figured all Canadians it's a Blackberry have Blackberries. But... And it's a slider phone with a keyboard. It's amazing. <laughs> Value Village. <laughs> <laughs> Someone in the audience listen. just said brought to you by Value Village. I'm just saying that for the sake of the recording. That's a, that's a transmissions in joke, TM. <laughs> How do you, you, you TM? keep that one? We won't steal that. <laughs> if you haven't gotten any stickers, see us after the show. <laughs> uh, no, we can't get a video feed running, and this way you get to look at all of us while you're looking at us. Yeah. And then we can look at us looking at. We're, we're recording some of this too, so we can get Fancy Pants Media archives up because we're totally going to get that up in a timely manner. <laughs> That's right. I'm not going to lose the footage this time. Um, before we begin, uh, who was here for the Friday podcast panel? Who was not here for the Friday podcast panel? Okay, everyone who was here, shut up. All right. We're going to play a little greeting uh, from another podcast you couldn't make it called Moonbase 2. Uh, it's run by two fine folks, uh, Andy Millman and Mikey Paleontologist. And uh, they were kind enough to record some, uh, some greetings for us here. This is not the greeting they recorded that we played Friday, uh, because we sorted things out, and they recorded us a new one. Uh, it's all going to go great. Uh, let's bring that up here. That's how loud we are. Ladies and gentlemen, from Moonbase 2 all the way over in Europe are, well... That was my elbow. Ladies and gentlemen, from Moonbase 2 all the way over in Europe, or, well, mostly from Europe these days, it's me, Mikey, and I'm joined by my friend and compatriot, Mr. Andy Millman. Hello, Andy. Uh, hi, Miss Mike. How are you doing this day? I'm very good because we appear to be in Canada at the TFCon Podcaster Panel, and that's amazing. It is. It's fantastic, the, the power of the digital medium that we work in. Yeah, I mean, this digital medium it brings us together, the way we have these UK guys oh, here. Oh, wait. Come on, Chris. Uh wasn't quite done yet, you know. There's no need to put yourself into everything. You know, it's your panel. I think you can calm yourself down just a little bit. I'm not I mean, I'm wow, calm. guys, they, they put so much effort and work into things here. But no, no, internet personality evangelist would like your attention, everyone. I just was saying it's really... Right, so just so, just so I know. Um, I've spent the day dealing with people telling me that fossils aren't real. And I'm being interrupted by a man who constantly tells Aaron that helicopters aren't real. Yeah. Well, they're not. Right? No, no, I'm doing no, no. Wait, no Andy. Joshua, Andy, Andy, Andy. All about you, big man. Andy. All about you. Mike, can you? Is oh, okay. The file seems to be over. 
Thanks, Mikey and Andy, for that wonderful intro. Uh, Moonbase 2 is a great podcast based out of the United Kingdom. Uh, that's where British people come from. <laughs> and only British people. Oh, and Irish people, because that's where Mikey's from. It's weird, actually. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, um, we uh, up here are representing two of the podcasts of the fandom. There are many more out there. Uh, and I'd recommend, you know, y'all go out there and find some more podcasts. Fill up that... Uh, what do you call it? That playlist? Yeah, is that what it's called? That's the, those are words. Podcatcher. Okay. Hey, your podcatcher. Um, actually, you know, Aaron, what we got to do is we got to get ours on Google Play. Yeah, because I think that's I think that's all that's left. Because I mean, we got the Zoom crowd. We have the Zoom listener. Uh, our the blessed, one. the our one blessed Zoom, Zoom listener. Listener out there. Confirmed, by the way. If you go on any other ones, you're stealing our ideas. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, have you applied for Spotify yet? Who? Spotify? I haven't met the gentleman. <laughs> well, we'll talk about this after, I'm sure. Um, yeah, as, as we said uh, in the previous panel, like, you know, there's a thing in podcasting, it's what you call alpha, alpha theft. It's where you just make eye contact with the person you're stealing from and you make it clear you're stealing it from them. And then it's completely morally okay. Uh, so we are setting up a Discord chat room um, and uh, possibly looking into Zencaster. And man, it's a good thing that we thought of that. Right. It's, uh, it's a good, unique idea that we had. Yes. Um, I'm just getting our uh, our little uh, transmissions likes to be the R and D for the yeah. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, like like I said, Jeremy has got infinite levels of tech. In fact, he actually has a piece of tech I'm very jealous of. Uh, you see the thing down there with the fuzzy thing on it, yeah. the Zoom H4n that I've had for a couple of years. Uh, I got introduced to its bigger, uh, much more fantastic sibling, the Zoom H6, while I was doing some stuff at the YouTube space. And then here comes Jeremy. Guess what he's got up here? It's a friggin' Zoom H6. I'm like Thanks salivating. to all the transmissions donators. Donors. Donors. <laughs> Do donatrions? Donors. I gotta ask. All right, now that we're here, Charles, did you see Donatrions? I didn't. I wasn't there for how it went over. Like I, so I, it, it was somehow edited out, and I didn't actually get to hear or see it. But I, I, I saw, it, I saw the chat room was modified, and I was like, why is this? Why are our Patreons now Donatrions? And everyone was like, no, it's always been like that. It's always been that way. Excellent. So. So I just change it back. Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was peeking in on the on their on their Discord. We, I was I guessed on their show a little while ago, and you know a thing happened. And then I guess I kind of remotely vandalized your Discord, <laughs> and <laughs> I was wondering how long it would stick around. Not, <laughs> Not even twelve hours. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we're at the end of the show, and uh, I was curious uh, just for our first little thing we could talk about here. Big moments of the show. You know, maybe one per panelist. Just what your your big moment of the show was for you. Uh, we're going to start at the end of the table because that's the hardest one for me to see. Uh, even, I know, we have a monitor right here. I can just look yeah. at you here. Yeah, hey, yeah, I don't even I need everybody. to look at real Daryl. I can just look at virtual Daryl. <laughs> uh, so, virtual Daryl, hi. Hey. Oh, wow. Up? Wave back at me. That's crazy. Uh, what was your big moment of the show? Um, for me, it was uh, finally getting a chance to meet John Barber. Um, uh, he's uh, He's been writing the books for quite some time now. And... Uh, because of him being uh, uh, an employee of IDW um, for quite some time, he wasn't uh, allowed to come up to uh, TFCon. So finally, uh, he is uh, doing his own thing, um, and uh, and now he's up here. So I finally got a chance to meet him, and uh, yeah, he's a pretty awesome dude uh, and a really nice guy. So I, I got some books signed by him, uh, a, a good number of books signed by him. Um, I won't say the number, 
it's more than 50. Um, and, uh, and he's awesome. Um, but uh, John Barber has to dictate all his uh, future stories now because his hands have fallen off. They're all, they're all crippled. Was it 51? It was, it was, it was more than that. Well, more than 52. <laughs> Were you into triple digits? No, definitely not. I'm not so a, I'm 99. Not a, I'm not a demon. 98. <laughs> There's always. I mean, this could. This is not going to take that long, right? Like, who all can count backwards from 100? Whoa. Like four people raised their hands. <laughs> so either we need to look into the education system or get some caps. Right, it was 62. Okay. 62. Okay. I did 62 books with John Barber. When you say was... over 50, 62 isn't that embarrassing. <laughs> it was it was it was a lot. It filled the shoebox by itself. Um, but uh, but no, he's an awesome guy. And then uh, and then we got to talk to him about uh, the upcoming project that, that he has written with uh, in partnership with Christos Gage and uh, art uh, with Alex Milne and colors by Josh Perez. Um, the Rom versus Transformers Shining Armor uh, series and uh, uh, really the, that is uh, very exciting. If anybody out here. Is at all interested in you know Transformers, sci-fi, horror? Uh, it is, it is amazing, really amazing. The colors in that book, yeah, amazing. yeah. The colors Josh on that, Perez. there he is. Colors are great when they're by Josh <laughs> Perez. If that's actually Josh and not his doppelganger, <laughs> he actually has. <laughs> Where'd he go? <laughs> um, really, uh, the the book comes out next week. Uh, so so take a look at, at that in your comic book stores really uh, I'm, I'm I'm a very critical reader myself I'm art first story second and uh, and I'm I'm floored by that book it was it was phenomenal and talking with Alex he's like it just gets crazier after this man so, it's uh, it's killing me that the book didn't come out the week before I know, yeah, I know. It's killing me <laughs> we were pushing John and Alex to try and talk to their uh, to IDW and get some books for this weekend, but they they couldn't get here. So yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Charles, what was a big moment for you this year? So th this was this was something that was really unexpected. I was uh, adopted by Arthur Burghardt. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was an amazing uh, moment in, in the in the voice actors panel. So uh, I was I was. Sitting quietly, listening to to the panel, enjoying uh, enjoying the stories. I think you were asleep at one point. <laughs> Shut up, Daryl. <laughs> That's why we put them next to each other. <laughs> and uh, so I think, uh, you know, Mr. Burghardt and Mr. Bell were arguing about something, and in the midst of the argument, he he starts pointing at me, and I'm I think, and I like, are you pointing at me? He's like, stay at that one. Okay, <laughs> and so then I became like his his cousin who was going to beat Michael Bell up at the end of the show. So. He, he I didn't did. do it though, so okay. he's still alive. Uh, so, you know. But only because of the threat, right? <laughs> I was gonna say like we got streaming capabilities if something does. St what? You wouldn't stream it? I would. <laughs> how was the? How were the voice actor panels? By the way, I did. I didn't really make it to to many panels this year, and I was like asking people when that's the case, like you know something stuck out to you. It was it was fun. I mean, both both with the the G one guys and the Beast Wars guys, they you know they really enjoy getting into it and answering fan questions. And you know, I think Scott McNeil, he's kind of always on and excited and you know happy to do no. crazy things. And <laughs> so the the Beast Wars panel was particularly you know high energy. So yeah, it was fun. Cool. 
Well, uh, Aaron. Hey. Uh, what was a big moment for you? Um, I really liked Aaron Archer's panel on Saturday. Hey, my second question to you is going to be, tell me about Aaron Archer's yeah. panel. So t tell me uh, about I, Aaron I was going to leave that in. My, uh, the, the one neat thing for me that came out of that is he actually dropped the value, or the price, rather, of um, steel molds that are done. For Metroplex was the example that he gave, and he's like, "That's the big expense." That's Titans one. Metroplex. That's the that's yeah. the, the uh, Titans Return Metroplex, where it was three hundred thousand dollars for the just the steel molds. That's before packaging. That's before making the first one. Just the physical production cost, and that's always a thing that I've talked about. Um, you know, when somebody says, "Oh, you know, third party, why are they always so expensive?" It's like, well, they're not doing nearly the numbers. So when you have something that costs. You know, let's go a third of that for something cheaper, $100,000 before you've made toy one. Okay, the first toy you've made, you have to sell for $100,000 before you can make any profit. But I want them so, to be cheaper. Yeah, then they need to sell more or be made of lesser material. Which Why can't they just make happened. me one, like, as a favor? Can't you just 3D print one? Yeah, well, I do have a 3D <laughs> printed toy here, but that's an entirely realm of things that's that's kind of one of my big but uh no aaron's panel it was it was really cool because he went through kind of his whole time at hasbro and even talked about how his favorite line that nobody cares about is the batman line that he did everything on and he's like and i'll go to 80s toy shows and dig through bins and not even find in the like the, the late the laser one yeah yeah he's like you know i won't even find you know the one that's the torso and a leg <laughs> it's just gone but uh, no, it was, that was a really good panel. Yeah, and I heard his workshop was really good today, too. Did anyone do that? Me. You did, that. too? That was, that was really oh, all right. Well, hey, <laughs> Jeremy. Next in line. Yeah. What was I, your big moment? <laughs> the, the Aaron Archer workshop this morning. Well, tell me about it. <laughs> it, was, it was fun. There was a um, handful of people in there. Um, it was about building the brand, and um, unfortunately, no photography or anything was allowed because we got to see a lot of stuff that never happened and it was just really interesting to see from start to finish how you like we ran through we went through like a fictional like reviving a, a game that never came out and it was just it was really neat and I'm not one to take notes at anything I took like seven pages of notes <laughs> so he wants to do these again, so I, I say if you're interested and they offer it, check it out. And he's thinking of doing an art one, too. Oh, yeah, he's thinking of doing an art one. And if you haven't seen his art, it's really good. I mean, he gets, you know him as the toy designer and stuff, but he, he started an artist, or as an artist, and it's great. Yeah, like like if you didn't know, like Aaron Archer has been pretty active on Facebook and Instagram and cross-posting to Twitter, and he, he puts up a lot of cool stuff. Uh, sometimes he puts up some pretty cool retro stuff, like from his Batman days. I remember. Right. Yeah, he, he talked about that Batman stuff too. There's lots of Batman in the PowerPoint. Right. <laughs> I always remember Armada Megatron has Batman years hidden in his head design. It's one of my favorite things. Um, I had a, kind of two big moments, and I'm over here, so I get to do both. Uh, but one of them was I finally got to meet uh, David White who uh, is online as, as uh, Mechazone. Um, he has a run of 3D printed toys, among other things. Uh, one of them is right here. And uh, he's also worked on, uh, on Transformers. He did some designs for one of the DS uh, War for Cybertron games, I believe. Um, 
and uh, his his toys I think are fascinating. I first met him online uh, a couple years ago um, when I got introduced to his Mechanaut Fang figure he was about to release. And when I realized that this guy designed the figure on paper, like straight up sketched the design, moved that into a CAD program, modeled it in 3D, printed it out, finished it, tweaked it, printed it again until he had a copy he was happy with. He like tested it with kids in the neighborhood going like, here, play with this. Uh, and then he acetone finishes the thing with, with vapor uh, in, in a magic way that Aaron loves to hear me talk about. Uh, basically, like he's a one-man operation to create a fairly durable um, and playable toy. Uh, and so when I heard he was coming out to CFCon Toronto, I was really excited, and I, I also kind of rushed through getting a review done of his newest figure because I knew he'd have some uh, stuff built in that body here, and I wanted it to at least be known to a few people that those figures are playable and poseable and really fun. And it sounds like he had a good time out here, and, and uh, I finally got to meet him face-to-face, -face, uh, shake his hand, and uh, I bought a thing off him because I like his toys a lot. So that was really cool. Uh, and then the other one was a surprise. We did a, you know those, anyone seen those third-party reviewer roundtables we've done at the last couple TFCons? Um, so we did another one, spoiler alert. Um, thank goodness this time Alex from Ages 3 and Up was actually here. He's their main filming guy. And we used to just film the thing on like five and a half cameras without any synchronization. Just kind of spread over the period of time that we were filming. Uh, horrible, just messy pile of garbage is what we'd hand to Alex. Like, like we have set up here? Yeah, except we actually turn everything on at the same time. And this is all using similar codecs. Uh, so he'd get this just manic pile of unsynchronized trash, and he would edit it within about a week into something workable, watchable, and really decent. So he was actually here this time to uh, to film that roundtable, and we got to uh, we got to talk to the people at Flame Toys a little bit, uh, not like an interview, but we got to talk to them. And uh, I was flipping out about Flame Toys because that drift, uh, the team that worked on the articulation, is a team who works with Sentinel a lot called Chemical Attack. And I adore their work. And so I went over to their booth. Um, and then I, f I realized that one of the people from Chemical Attack was there, you know, speaking through a translator if you had any questions. So I had my big moment where I was like, I'm going to talk to someone who I'm a fan of. This doesn't happen to me a lot where I just turn into a gibbering fan wreck. So, and, and this is through a translator. So I was like that, like, terrible games journalist you've watched on YouTube who's trying to talk to the creator of Mario going like, I love Mario! And then, like, waiting for the translation and then you know running out of things to say so going like I really love Mario um, a lot <laughs> so I was like I I'm a big fan of your work and she translates it and I'm like I, I love the thought you put into the articulation and the guy was cool he's like talking to her about, about articulation constantly doing this and I was like he gets it uh and then uh, at the end of the thing, after I you know, got a few compliments and I wanted to get in you know we're finishing up and then I as I'm leaving I turn to him and I go Arigato and I turn to leave, and I'm like, oh, great, now I'm that guy. And he speaks to a translator the whole time, and then as he's leaving, looks all clever and goes like, I know how to say thank you in your language. Arigato. <laughs> it was really cool. Um, I, most, most of this scenario, I think, is just my own skewed memory of things, but boy, did I feel happy and like a fool. Is that uh, adrenaline dump and then surge? And... The last time this happens, anyone here, this is a bit of a stretch, anyone here watch Giant Bomb stuff at all? Hey, someone, you, yeah, you know Giant Bomb? You know Vinny? Yeah. So, I like Vinny a lot. I like what he does, I like his editing. I look up to him as a worker a whole lot. And I met him at a PAX, and I turned into the same just complete, like, jello mold of a person trying to say, oh, I like what you do. And I'm just like, editing's cool. Bye. <laughs> so that, that, that was a rare feeling for me. Uh, and it was fun. Anyway, big moments, right? Um, 
I was going to ask you guys actually if there were any other uh, any other panel things that really stuck out to you because like I said I don't I didn't get to see a lot of the panels this year it's just becoming a really bad habit. Um, uh, well, I, th- I, s- I also saw the uh, the <laughs> comics panel with John Barber and Nick Roche. I did catch some of that. Yeah, so that was that was fun. It was they did it all question and answer, so I think they maximized the time so people got to ask a lot of questions, and I think they got into really interesting topics there, talking about uh, you know how they. Uh, some of the things that uh, they worked on with the Transformers Mythos and IDW and and the punch counter punch story. <laughs> I got a new piece of information for that. I, 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 the new piece of information I heard. I don't know if you know. They solicited a punch counter punch story many years ago, and it never came to fruition for you know various reasons. The thing I didn't know, which makes complete sense, is one of the reasons they haven't really gone back to it is the period it was written in. It just doesn't work for where IDW is at right now. Like IDW as a universe is in too different a place. And I, I was telling, uh, I was telling someone like. I was thinking about how whenever I read the old Spotlight issues or like the whole Furman era of IDW, sometimes I feel like I'm reading a different continuity, even though it is all, you know, thanks to John Barber in many cases, <laughs> it is all kind of band-aided together. Like there are concepts from that old era where it's just like, yeah, it's, it doesn't really tie in anymore in a direct way. Um, and yeah, so it you, made you sense. You don't really need a double agent when the war is over. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, yeah, what do you do, right? Well, you mean you tell the story I want to hear. But <laughs> <laughs> apparently Nick Roche has something he's going to win an Eisner with. And you can win an Eisner for a, for a licensed property if it's good enough. Apparently you Maybe. can't. <laughs> Read Ron versus Transformers out this week. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Um, well, we're at the point of the show where I wanted to do a bit of mysterious fun, and then lo and behold, the transmissions guys straight up said we have some mysterious fun. I have a bag of mysterious fun. It's going to go in my mouth, too. Hey-o. Not the bag, but what's in the bag. Are these so, aren't like sugar-free gummy bears, are no. they? No. I, I live in Wisconsin, the cheese capital of the U.S., and I was at an event recently, and there's this thing called Cow Candy. And they have a tie-in with Hasbro. They had My Little Pony and some other stuff. I have Optimus Prime, Prime Punch, Fruit Punch Jack Cheese. So this is Fruit Punch flavored cheese, and everyone up here is going to taste it. It's uh, Transformers relevant. Optimus Prime is on the front of the package. Wait, wait, you said everyone. I'm, I'm... Yeah, everyone. No, no. I was yeah, everyone. No, there's enough. I saw, I saw. Everyone. We're on the we're on the same team, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, I I tried it live on YouTube. Yeah, we with saw. You guys. That that's that's why we're. Hey, Jeremy's already tried it, so he doesn't have to. Um, He's not murdering it. He's enhancing it. Do we have to eat the whole thing? No. Yes. No. Yes. This is literally like bright red cheese. It's like like pink. all the good cheeses you know. Listen. It's a strong... I mean, you've heard of blue cheese, right? Yeah. Optimus Come Prime on. is on the front of this, too. Uh, yeah, listen. Uh, y- y'all have had cranberry and cheese, right? Like, how could this be very much different? What? This is this is podcasting. Yeah, this is a this guy's time. You keep this refrigerated. It's cool. Oh yeah, there's a fruit punch. Yeah, that's hot. It's okay, they're They'll get good healthcare. And now everyone's tasted it. I'll tell you what my my almost three year old said. You would think you could mix fruit punch and cheese. You'd be right. No. My my my, uh, my, I mean, my the cheese uh, isn't great. The fruit punch is just hiding behind yeah. bad cheese. Red on the inside, yeah. by the way, in case oh you're wondering. It's a solid red. My kid who will eat almost anything uh. said, Daddy, this is horrible. <laughs> so. Why does it keep changing the flavor? Why does it smell so funny? No. Because it's fruit it, punch. I didn't smell cheese. it. 
Why do I keep tasting it? <laughs> okay, because it starts I'm off. I'm done. Well, because that's just it's because it's such a bad cheese product, uh, it just hides like in the back yeah. corner of your mouth. You think, oh, okay, it's clear. Where are my manners? Anyone want some? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I thought this would be a great TF content. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so, it, like, it, you bite into it, and you get this like shot of like berry flavor. Chef wants one. Four. That was the last one. Oh. Anyway, you get you get this like you get this shot of watermelon or whatever, but then it tastes like cheese, but then it tastes like fruit again, but it never tastes like both. It just keeps flipping. Oh my god. And then the final aftertaste is like you know how if you chew on a really nice fruit candy you get that saliva. If you like spat that out in a jar and then drank it, it's kind of like the taste that's left over at the end. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is horrible. Why? <laughs> why? This is to show if podcasters do anything for hits. The question is, yeah. why are you tasting it after you saw me? What is it? Sweet tart. Sweet. Oh, who needs a sweet tart? Yeah, sure. I'll, we'll go ahead and go with some masking candies here. It's nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Daryl's just gonna grind it up and snort it. <laughs> I don't know if it's picking up in the recording the wall of noise coming from the audience of like disgusted sounds and one person getting oddly aroused. That's me. Yeah. So, cowcandy.com. Right. If you want to order some, you know, it's almost good. If it if it tied it together in a way where it tastes more like a fruity whipped cream cheese, it tastes good except the beginning, the middle, the end, and the aftertaste. Yeah, it's like yeah. stage four or five. The fourth of the fifth levels is kind of cool. Thanks, Jeremy. <laughs> You're welcome. Anyway, that was Transmissions who brought that. Not WTF and TFW. Jeremy, he's not affiliated with I like how they have to do gags and have matching clothes. Yeah, well, this is just something else you can rip off. We're a team. No, no, we're, no, we're good. We're, we're, we're so cool, we don't need matching clothes. And I'm so cool, I wear dead MMO logos. City of Heroes represent! Two people is a lot more than I expected. Um, anyway, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about podcasting. Because we all do podcasting. And I thought it would be interesting to kind of talk a bit about uh, the craft seeing how we're all on tours. So, uh, to start off, uh, I wanted to ask, Transmissions, when you guys started, compared to now, how has your tech setup changed? That's a Jeremy question. <laughs> <laughs> when, when we started, we had a software called Audacity running on everyone's computer, and we all hit record at the same time. And we, we count down, three, two, one, or Charles counted down, three, two, one, mark, and then we started, and then we had to line up all the audio files, and it took forever. And we audit, we edited the shows ourselves. Now we use a, a site called Zencaster.com. It's Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R because E's are dumb. Zed. Um, Zed. Z. Zed. Z. 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 So anyway, this is why me and Daryl on the outside, so that we can just like pile drive it into these Americans. <laughs> so anyway, th this this site does a lot of that for us. It through our browser, it records our audio, 
locally on each person's computer so you don't get any like hiccups with network congestion or whatever. When we're done, well, well when we start, Charles will start the session, he'll hit record. When we're done and he has stopped, it, it uploads all the files to a Dropbox. And that has just saved so much time. And we also have a listener that has volunteered to edit the show for us. So usually now within 24, 48 hours, we have an edited version of our show ready to go. Well, no one pays me, I'm sorry. You, we, don't, we don't pay him. Be careful, because one day he might start asking. Yeah. You're going to have to get the belt out. If our, if our Patreon gets much higher, we're going to have to pay him. Yeah, you're going to steal that from us? No, I'll just clone myself. Or something. No, I'm, I'm too so, lazy to hire an editor. Yeah, but go, uh, going forward, we have plans to incorporate video a lot more, and that's a work in progress because video is a lot more difficult. Video, especially multi-video and streaming, yeah. can be a real butt. Um, Skype, especially. Skype is a Skype is the Skype. anus of voiceover IP. <laughs> yes. you, ever, you ever see a service? Okay, it's like imagine if Skype was someone who is a fit is a fit like well-toned machine just running in perfect rhythm and now it's 15 years later and no one fired him right and he doesn't do any exercise now he just shows up and sometimes just falls asleep sometimes actually just falls out the window and someone has to go pick him up and put him back together and that's skype um i no. still have flashbacks from two weeks ago yeah, no, that was a session. That's what that was. That was our final Skype session. Because <laughs> we had like 15 disconnects. At Mo least. Once I edit that podcast, at least 10% of that podcast is just me talking to myself during our outs. Because I just decided to keep talking. Did, did you find my hidden messages for you? I haven't looked yet. Okay. TFCon suddenly showed up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Amazing um, how that happens and it's not been on your calendar for probably months. Yeah, that's no, crazy. Uh, I was going to ask the other guys... Um, on a podcast performer level, uh, how do you feel now versus how you felt like when you started? Like, were you guys? I find most people, myself included, the moment you for the first time are recording yourself, and you know people are going to listen to you, you suddenly realize everything that's wrong with how you sound, <laughs> and then you want to run. Yeah, I mean, I think now I, when we started, I was very self-conscious, but. Uh, I think now it's we'll just we just keep going, you know. It's there's no there's no fear anymore. It's just I know I'm saying things wrong. I know I'm saying mm, uh, uh, and it's, it's going to be terrible. But I'm just going to keep going and we keep talking. And at the end, we'll figure out if it's something people will want to listen to. Usually, it is, even with the bad stuff. <laughs> I'm all, I also really am very self conscious of my ums, uh, and and I I hear it all the time, and I can't stop. It's uh, I'm thinking of it right now, and I can't. I can't stop. Yeah, I, I also hate the idiot that hides in my head that, yeah. uh, and um, uh, uh, yeah. and then you're uh, aware of it, you and then it's just it's hard to convince yourself that some dead air is okay if you're trying to think. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I always uh, was saying to some people that the first year of editing on WTF is a great example of a first year of any podcast, which is what you should stop doing, which is when you start a podcast, and this is, this is a pattern I know a lot of people have gone through, you start a podcast and you're editing it, your habit is I'm going to make us sound perfect. There will be no ums, there will be no uhs. In fact, there will be no dead air, and we are all going to sound like rapid-fire people who just took like three shots of black blood of the earth and put caffeine in our ear. 
then you start to hate yourself and you, because you're the one who's telling yourself to do this editing. And then the best part, though, uh, the, the light at the end of the tunnel is when you, you decide, you know what, this time I'm going to leave that one um in. Like you still edited 50 of them out. But you left that one in. You're so sure. All your comments, you'd be like, hey! <laughs> Vangelis said, um, at that point. Like, I thought he took seriously. And then, like, literally no one cares. In fact, they start going like, hey, I didn't like your guys' opinion on that comic book, you bunch of scum. And you're like, well, I don't care about that. <laughs> you didn't call me scum for the um. <laughs> it's a t-shirt, by the way. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's it's something that podcasts uh, participants, everyone goes through it, and everyone comes out at the end saying the same thing. Those natural stutters certainly you don't want to say them literally every two or three words if you can help it, but they add that feeling of a natural conversation that eventually makes a podcast almost more accessible. Yeah, you need to you need to work to try to remove them as you're talking, but some of them do. do Makes sense. It, it sounds natural. Yeah. Um, well, do we want to induct a new podcaster into the world? That was t- two segments from now. Oh. <laughs> but if, I can. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Let's. Uh, I, had, I had one other thing I wanted to talk okay. about first, but yeah. Well, we can. We yeah, can I mean, s- you, you need to go into your recording setup. Yeah. All right. <laughs> My okay, recording we took a wrench and we hit it against the computer until it works. It has changed many times. Uh, at first, we were doing the Audacity thing, basically, except I was using GarageBand. And at the time, I had a GarageBand where nothing could be longer than 66 minutes. And I took the podcast far too seriously. And for some reason, I thought that I might get thrown off the website if it wasn't perfect. Because uh, I was, like, 24. Um, so I, I, we, we were fighting to keep our recordings under 66 minutes no matter what. Uh, and the way the software worked, I couldn't even fast forward past 60, 66 minutes, so I had to like back edit everything. Uh, since then, GarageBand stopped being garbage, for the most part. And uh, I then got a condenser mic, and that changed my life. But I also got a mini soundboard, and that took me down a different direction of overthinking everything. Because instead <laughs> of just recording Skype calls with a Skype recorder... I was like, no, I could save $10 by getting 15 more cables and running a demented loop of sound signals 15 times through the soundboard so I can record just me in one track and everyone else in another track and hear the monitor and blah, blah, blah. And that was fine until like five years passed and my soundboard started to cack out. Uh, and then that's also when I realized recording Skype calls is much easier than it was five years ago. So uh, then we moved into just having a Skype recorder and all recording our own audio. Uh, so I just have a sync track, which is a call recording. But I like multi-track editing because it means I can tweak stuff if, if one person like has a cough. Yeah. It also means you have a backup. And it means you have a backup, which I have used many times. With, with us, Charles records the backup just in case. Yeah, uh, and that's a big thing, by the way, if you are going to do anything involving audio, always record redundantly. Like, redundancies are like are like candy. They're wonderful. Nothing is better than thinking that you lost audio and it turns out a third redundancy was happening like over in the back of the room. Uh, it might not sound great, but it's still there. Uh, anyway, now, nowadays we're starting to move into Discord, and uh, I'm starting to uh, try to figure out how to record Discord calls, because I bought a Skype recorder for like 20 bucks a while ago. Audio hijack. Audio hijack? Hang on a second. <laughs> Audio. I, I, yeah, use, well, you can't buy it on Amazon, but if you do, I got a code for you. I thought of this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, transmissions hijacked. There. <laughs> it's, 
Transmission. Welcome to WTF at Transmissions. <laughs> Not sure why. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the main thing that, uh, about, about our tech setups I want to share with everyone else who might be watching here or later is that to record a podcast, all you really need is a microphone. And uh, there are like whole videos about why they're not the best microphones. But if you can get a good deal on it, something like a Blue Yeti nope. is better than recording on a shoe. <laughs> this microphone here is the Audio-Technica AT2005. Much cheaper than a Blue Yeti and works better in non-sound-treated rooms. I didn't know that. And it's USB and XLR. That's what we All right. sound guy. So, yeah. <laughs> And it's roughly between fifty to seventy bucks on Amazon. It fluctuates. What if I found a Blue Yeti for like twenty bucks? Go ahead. <laughs> I don't care. So I mean, I think also you shouldn't think there's a barrier to entry for podcasting. As, as yeah. Chris said, you just need a mic, probably a computer to record it. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, yeah. we st- when we when we started the, when we started the podcast, we didn't spend a lot of money on fancy new mics or anything like that. We Got into a Skype call. I, you know, I had a headset mic that I took from work, and we just, you know, started talking. It, it didn't sound great back then, but uh, you know, it didn't make anybody's ears bleed either. So people still listen to know of. Yeah. Don't listen to old they went WTF deaf before the email address came through. Good content trumps trumps bad, bad sound. Yeah. Yeah. So well, that's all. That's a, a phrase of mine that uh, really have definitely picked up uh, at times. Is perfection is the enemy of complete. Yeah. Yeah. That said, Jeremy. How do you feel about people who might go back to listen to like your very first episode? Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and we we've had people do that. We like recently in the last year, a listener of ours was like repainting his house. So he started with episode one and was just listening to our entire catalog. Yeah, whenever that's happened at least twice, and every time someone gives me the heads up. I like have a momentary panic attack, <laughs> and then I and then I almost want to apologize or talk them out of it. But, you know, it's their time. But yeah, I uh, I really don't like the well, idea. Of- and Daryl recently re-listened to our episode zero that never got released. Why? Uh, nostalgia, and <laughs> and it uh, just to just to see how far we've come. It's it's terrible. <laughs> What, how far you've come? <laughs> yes. Uh, but no, the, the episode itself is terrible. Um, it was also, that, that first recording was the first time we'd actually spoken to, so it was, it was interesting. I think I might still have some of the auditions saved for WTF, which was the first time I spoke to a majority of those people. And yeah, I really, especially the first time I spoke to Gog. And this is like baby Gog Dog. Yeah. Like, oh man. Nostalgia. I had a personal anecdote about people who buy too much equipment before they've even recorded an episode. Do you know how I got two weighted stands, two condenser mics, a snowball mic, two uh, pop guards, and like a giant soundboard about this big? Um, they were left behind by my friend's former roommate. He bought all of that in order to start planning to record a comedy podcast. He apparently then spent three weeks making them re-record the podcast over and over again so it would be funnier. Uh, tried to edit it for about two months and then gave up and left and left all the equipment behind in a box. Uh, I since then abused that equipment so horrifically most of it is broken now. <laughs> it's a good deal though. Oh yeah, free is the best deal. Like that's partly why I did it. Like I was, I was going to Botcons and I was like, well, I'll bring condenser mics. Oh, is that where all that gear came from? Yeah, uh, and I like wrapped them in socks, threw them in my luggage, and eventually one of them came out in pieces. 
and I tried to put it back together, and it turns out you actually have to do more than just push all the pieces back together on a piece of technology <laughs> like that. Um, but yeah, uh, podcasting and video, really. It's, it's like, just go for it. Try to make something cool. Or not even cool, just try to make something. Yeah. Because uh, you're not going to make the best thing until much, much, much later. So just go at it. Yeah. And have fun. Um, yeah, that brings us to... Uh, I'll switch this around. Yeah, uh, Daryl. Yes, sir. Tell me about opportunities. Well, sir, um, as you can, as you know, we have a, a four-person podcast, and uh, our fourth is is not here, um, and, and he's in in Washington State. We're we're not quite used to running as just a trio, so we need to add a, a fourth member to transmissions. And, uh, and, and on Friday night, we auctioned off a spot for the fourth membership to Transmissions Podcast. Uh, Vincent, you're here. Come on up, buddy. Now, by joining Transmissions, he automatically gets a cover of Till All Are One Number One with the special transmissions cover. There you go. And then you and me get to share a mic. Fantastic. So now that you're here, uh, how about we do some mystery fun again? That's, don't worry. This time it's just my, my, my special catch-all term for the thing I do where I brought some WTF listener questions. Because we get a whole bunch, and this is a great way to just funnel them out. Anyone here sent in a listener question lately? No. No? Okay. Why last, not? Yeah, A, why not? B, last time someone did, we just got them to answer their own listener question. It was pretty fun. Yeah, that was good. Um, yeah, I got one here from Primal D. That's P-R-Y-M-A-L-D. Uh, so I'm going to read this question, and I guess down on the... We got the shot together. All right, we got the full yeah. shot together. We can start over there with you, Vincent. Over the, yeah, hi. Yes. Uh, we'll start with you. Um, after I read the question. Quote, a year ago, my son really got into Energon. I had sold much of my Energon bots two years prior, but as his interest grew, I saw my fondness for these bots rekindled. I've now collected most of the ones I sold, plus some that I never got the first time around. Similarly, I started reading all the G.I. Joe comics, which prompted me to track down the Tomahawk helicopter I sold less than a year ago. What are some of your favorite or memorable, quote-unquote, get-backs? So the Transformer that got me back into... Transformers was the Generation Drift because I was 15 years old and Japanese card cards and uh, swords and that's the best thing ever. Yeah. Literally how I felt when I was 15, so I can get you. Well, for myself, it was uh, G1 Jetfire. I had it as a kid and uh, thank you. Yeah, Jetfire. <laughs> Holler for Skyfire. Uh, okay. <laughs> my, uh, my, my G1 Jetfire as a kid, I traded a, a fellow classmate at school. It was the dumbest thing I ever did, and I regret it to this day. But I traded a kid at school my Defensor gift set for... I know. I know. I've punished myself enough with this. Get off the stage! <laughs> uh, and I traded him for his jet fire because I wanted it so bad. And he gave it to me. Sans armor, sans arms. <laughs> what? Hold on a second! 
Harmless <laughs> naked jet fire for a gift set? <laughs> were, were you heavily concussed at the time? <laughs> I was smitten by the jet mode. I loved it. So uh, when do we get the auction off his spies? <laughs> Maybe DC. Hold on, I've got some change. <laughs> Uh, a loony. This is the transmissions toy guy, by the way. Yeah, yeah. This is. I mean, I was young. I was about nine, ten, and I just, I, I really liked the the jet mode, and and later on years, I, I mean, maybe two, three years later, it 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 just realized that the the, the the figure was not good enough. It was it was it was missing his arms. It was missing armor, which honestly I didn't know it had until later on in life. Um, but you didn't know it had arms, right? Oh, yes. Like, okay. Okay. As a kid, as a kid, I used the wings as his arms. I mean, you make do. Um, but but getting that thing back, I mean, I got rid of it once I broke pieces off. But uh, but what was left thing, to break off? Oh, I, got, I, I broke the wings. legs off, and uh, and and I think a wing fell off. But uh, I, once I got it back, I, I, I completed it, and it was a glorious figure, and I love it. As long as his head was intact, that's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> it has to be. Uh, Charles, uh, what about you? What's a get back? Um, this is if if you know me, this is kind of cliche, but I, I have a comic get back. So I um, I was always big into the Transformers comics. I played with the toys as a kid. I loved the toys, but after the cartoon ended, I was really into the comics. I continued to collect the comics into the 90s with G2 and everything. Then the comics were gone for about 10 years or, you know, maybe less, a little less than that. And in 2002, they had the Dreamwave series start. Mm -hmm. And that was my kind of, I had not been in a comic book store for a long time. And I was back into regularly buying comics after the Dreamwave uh first series started Dreamwave didn't end well but uh, it, it did get me back into uh, Transformers comics and, and later toys and seeing what was out there and then later on getting that um, the 20th anniversary uh, Optimus Prime the MPO1 that was a that was a big figure that, uh, that really got me back into you know really caring about Transformers again all right, Aaron. Did anything even have to get you back? Like, did you leave? I I don't think I ever really left Transformers. I'm looking over to you. I don't know. Maybe I should look there. Something, Mike. Hi, I'm Virtual um, Chris. I hi, hi, Virtual Chris. You're much smaller. You're like just squishing out. Uh, no. So I mean, through there are photos of me getting G1 toys, early G1, through everything, uh, Beast Wars, Beast Machines. Um, <laughs> Like, when I became big, like, much more into the fandom was um, where there's this really weird website that was getting tapes every week from Japan with the Car Robot series and watching those that, like, 340 by 240 or whatever, real 320 by files. 240. What? Real yeah, real media, uh, yeah, real real media, media files. files. But on monitors at the time, it wasn't postage stamp size. Yeah. It was more like milk carton size. Yeah. But uh, just really weird, and then it came over to the U.S., and uh, then it became a thing that I fell into a bad crowd with the Hartmans and was buying one of everything. And, he he and, went uh, straight up into, like, like packaging variants. But, no, I, I would watch for them <laughs> uh -huh. to help out, and maybe I would buy, like, if I was buying one for them, I might buy one for me, you know, because we got to have that sort of thing. I only smoke weed once a day, yeah. not twice a day. Yeah. 
<laughs> but um, yeah, I never really had a comeback moment. All right. Uh, also, just realized we might have actually misinterpreted the yeah. question, but it's still a good one. Okay. So sorry, Primal D. Send it again. <laughs> uh, how about you, Jeremy? Um, I well, what got me back into Transformers was being in the hotel room in, I believe, St. Louis, and Beast. Like I caught an episode of Beast Machines with Key to Vector Sigma in it, and I was like, oh, I remember that thing, and then I just started watching, and then I got hooked on Beast Wars, and it was all over. But in terms of the actual question, uh, the get back toys that we got rid of as a kid just happened this weekend. It's the um, the old Tyco Transformers train set mm-hmm. I had it as a kid. I don't I have no idea what happened to it. Parents probably sold it. Um, Daryl, he works part time at a um, comic shop, and they do toys. And he was able to piece together from two sets a fully complete. Tyco train set, and I bought it from the store, and it's up in my room, and it's glorious. Have, have, do you have it set up going around? I, I have not, time? but Daryl tested it. Oh. So. I, I'm trusting that it works. I just have to find a place to put it because it's big. <laughs> so that, that answered the actual question, so Primal D, don't send it again. Yeah. Well, you can send it to WTF, but transmissions, we pay attention. Well, as far as for, if, <laughs> if you want to go to toys that I've gotten back, I've never really gotten rid of toys short of the like emergency financial crunch stuff but a lot of that was hey i've got you know all these extra copies of basically the same thing and then like maybe some botcon toys would be nice to get back but i've not gone back after it because those have only gone up really though because i've been trying to sell a botcon 07 set of souvenirs for like literally 800 years it's been that long since 2007 800 dollars for it i wasn't you know, maybe I was asking for like seven ninety nine. I wasn't. I don't remember anymore what my first price was. It's gone down so many times. But like Aaron, I never actually. Maybe this is the root of some of the storage problems I have. Is I rarely ever get rid of things that I want to get back. Uh, however, as far as a get back into story, I also never left Transformers. So my story is that when I was a kid, I thought Power Rangers was super cool, and uh, then I thought it was super kids nonsense. Literally, as I was still buying Transformers, I was like, Power Rangers is for babies. Transformers is for cool teenagers. Uh, and then I would start sneaking viewings of Power Rangers on Fox Kids now and then if I got home early enough. Literally to the point where I was, I'd glance at it. If I heard someone else come in, change the channel. No, nah, I'm watching Batman, a real cartoon. Not baby stuff, uh, and then it was a combination of things. I was in Toronto, and I had I had I was staying with my brother, and he was out working, so I was able to watch Power Rangers Lightspeed Rescue a whole bunch, uh, and I watched a whole bunch more of it at home. I got hooked on Lightspeed Rescue, and then from that uh, saw my first common rider, and basically Power Rangers Lightspeed Rescue, and to an extent Time Force, are kind of the reasons why I got back into Tokusatsu along with Common Rider Zeto. So uh, that's my get back in story. Y'all, it's a, y'all, have, it's, a, it's a Toku over here, Toku guys. Toku. Yeah. Like, it's okay. It's okay. I got friends. <laughs> I support your being into things that I don't care about. It's fine. Let's talk about wrestling. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, I just did that to make Daryl do that. <laughs> um. Next thing we can talk about here. Uh, another open topic. What's your guys' segment of your show when you talk about things you got? Trips to the store. Let's do what we got this week, Gips, to the store. 
Work in progress. <laughs> so uh, I was thinking just like one big get here at, uh, at TFCon as far as, as far as items you got. Vincent, over on the end. Yeah, we're bringing you back in again. <laughs> yes. You thought you were safe. You're not. Also, just cut in if you have anything to say. Oh, boy. You got this comic. I think it's coming. He's done. <laughs> Literally the smallest thing he got. <laughs> I got a head sketch of Springer from Nick Rose, because Springer is the best Transformer. Nice. Nice. And just like 10 friends from Nick Rose, because I love Nick Rose. <laughs> we love Nick Rose, too. And the, I got the uh, perfect effect, not, not the perfect effect, the Iron Factory uh, Starscream, and he is really good. Didn't you also get the bold forms Gladius? Um, maybe. <laughs> that is not so good. Because <laughs> I literally don't know anyone else who got one. Yes, I would not recommend that at all. <laughs> hey, you had, you had a great oh, sorry. Oh, oh never mind. You had a uh, you had a great um, look on your face when I passed by you in the dealer room, with, and, you the, you, and you were like, "I was like, oh, you got that." And you're like, "Yeah." It has an interesting box. Yep. Well, it does. Yes. <laughs> Stirring praise. Sorry, we're just uh, colluding. <laughs> Something you do when you're a podcast host. Um, Daryl. Yeah. What'd you get? What's a big get? Um, well, other than under triple digit signatures. <laughs> <laughs> we're not making fun of it. He didn't get 69. There's no easy no, joke. It was, yeah. it was 62 from uh, John Barber. One guy, yeah. Oh, oh so how many <laughs> signatures total then? <laughs> See, I was just thinking, John, did you, get, did you get over triple digit signatures? No. No. I mean, 99? Close. Oh, maybe. maybe. <laughs> but no, I, I went and I got uh, um, Masterpiece Star Saber has been a uh, figure that I've been looking at, but not like chasing. So if I always figured if I was at a convention and I had the budget, I would get Masterpiece Star Saber. So I got Masterpiece Star Saber. Yes. Um, I also saw KFC Simba. So I got Simba. And then I doc talked to uh, Brycey, Bryce Retledge. He's like, uh, you got the, uh, the, the, the joint kit for that, right? Because if you combine them, it's going to fall over. I'm like, no, I didn't know there was one. It's like, get, make sure you get that. Talk to uh, what's his name. I'm like, okay, cool. So I went and got that. Another twenty bucks. Um, so uh, yeah, those are. That's my big, my big get. And since my wife and child are in the room, I'm going to not mention how much it cost. Fifty bucks. <laughs> it was yeah. He paid fifty for 50, all that. Five dollars. Wow, you got ripped off. <laughs> yes, I'm not keeping. <laughs> Uh, Charles, what about you? What's a what's a get? All right, so um, as I've mentioned earlier, I, I am kind of big into the comics, and one of the things that we've been talking about in the last couple of months is that there's a a comic uh, kind of reprint series. It's really nice hardback uh, series that's uh, called the Definitive G1 Collection, and it's reprinting I think pretty much all the comics from the '80s, all the both the U.S. and the U.K. 80 stories and the Dreamwave stories and the IDW stories. It's being produced in, like, monthly volumes. It's great. It's only available in the U.K. It's not available anywhere else. I got a subscription. <laughs> oh, good for you. 
<laughs> Charles, you stole that from me. <laughs> Pardon me? What? <laughs> he stole it from them. It was, a, it was a, an item at the auction. So did you donate them yeah, at the auction? You donated like four? Double set of four original yeah, see, so, uh... You guys are gonna have to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I love auction beef! It's my favorite beef! <laughs> so, sorry, what's, what's your name? Matt. Matt. So, Matt donated four volumes of the Definitive G1 collection at the charity auction on Friday. And, yes, I won. And apparently, I, uh, I defeated Vincent. As, I defeated, defeated Antoine there, so... As soon as the that was announced... Charles's hand was up. <laughs> <laughs> My moment. <laughs> and now that we know who he got them stolen from, they're probably going to go about saying that. I mean, I have no responsibility for that. They're, they're already in the vault in a secure location. Um, did you put them in a safe in the hotel room? What's the combination? <laughs> 1986. Okay, just ask him. One, two, three, four, five. Wait a second. That's five digits. It's one, two, three, four. I know what he said. Aaron, what'd you get? Um, I, it was kind of random. Uh, between this to taunt you with, yet another year I have a, a Target Master that, that Chris really wants. Uh, did pick up uh, Mechazone. I guess he's calling him the Epsilon NP03 um, from Mechazone. Uh, David A. White, it's a 3D printed toy that he does acetone vapor bath. It isn't dark magic, despite what Chris will tell you. Um, it's really cool, really durable. Um, it was a kind of a last minute thing. I'd been talking to David two or three times through the weekend and just decided like, hey, I'll, uh, I'll help support kind of an independent toy maker guy. Yeah, that buggy's cool. really cool. It's like yeah. based on the Blaster Master buggy, but it also can turn into a torso for Diabattles V2. Right, little little opening cockpit. He has a, a, looks like an engine on the back. Oh, you flip it over, you turn it around, it's a head. So you also just have a buggy with a head on the top, which is pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, he had a jumbo one of those. Yeah. Uh, that was printed at a size where a GI Joe could sit in the cockpit. Nice. That's pretty cool. And he and he had the the same treatments to it. Looked really good. Yeah, I love that stuff. I have two of those buggies because I'm a keener. Uh, how about you, Jeremy? Uh, well, since the train set was technically pre-TFCon, um, I got a page of original art from Alex Milne. From more than ECI, I believe it was 21. It was the page where Cyclonus pushes Whirl into the, I guess, the lava or whatever. And it's it's just the the inked art, no words on there at all. And I think the page works so well just with the art. So um, I've been wanting a page of original art for a while, and I'm glad that was my first one. Nice. Uh, I got a couple things. Uh, there was no, re there, there was actually one major get, which is I finally finished my Junkions. Uh, if you ignore United Rekgar, ignore United Rekgar. You have to ignore United Rekgar. You're going to buy more. Sorry, hey, talking to myself. You're really close. Just one more. Um, <laughs> but I, I saw uh, at uh, Capture Prey uh, some of the stuff that was for sale there. There's a guy who had uh, is it the the one from the three pack? All their names sound the same to me. Junk heap. Yeah, and uh, that's one of the ones I was missing because I I just never happened upon single junk heaps, and I didn't want the hot rod or the cup that it came with. But someone had bought those two toys, so I also got the entire box with it and the instructions because I said, well, you're just going to throw those out otherwise, so at least put that burden on me. Um, but yeah, I finished that collection. Do you know how tempted... Do you guys see at Chosen Prime that $250 whatever bag of Junkions? Yes. You know how close I came? <laughs> that close. You can count it. One, two, three. Looks like an inch. Yeah, approximately one, one inch. One, two, th three. 
Uh, one thing I got that's like sitting right here, because whatever, it was here at the moment. I kind of want to mention it because it's new. It's open and play Big Spring. Uh, I like this thing. It's not flawless. It's got big ass problems. We talked about that actually at the fan media panel briefly, I think. But uh, I kind of dig it. Like it's just a it's a chunky fun Springer. It's not like a masterpiece of like really or anything. It's just it's one of those toys where it happens to be the right height if that is all you need. You're right. But uh, I, I like the two alt modes. They're kind of squat, but in a sort of fun submarine way. If a submarine was like a lima bean, <laughs> maybe it's a bit of a stretch metaphor. Uh, the only the only thing about this guy is like, among other things, his face is hilarious. Um, <laughs> but he, he also has got a thing where some of his tabs uh, super duper need some floor polish. The main one is the the belly flap that holds his chest down. Yeah. It tabs in super tight, right? Real tight. Problem is, oh, did that come loose? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? It's not. It's not in the right position. There we go. Okay, so it tabs in super tight, right? Blah, blah, blah. But if you move the arm, these are tighter, right? So you do this enough, or do I have the mag? No, I don't have the magic one. There right? it is. Yeah, that starts happening, and it's that's embarrassing, right? <laughs> like you never want that to happen. Uh, I mean, you can solve it by holding him here when you do this, but it's, you know, there's things on this thing that need a little bit of tender love and care. Also, literally no instructions on a, a fairly intricate triple changer, which is fun. Uh, someone told me today, apparently, they put instructions up on their YouTube page, and I'm like, well, you, you could have said literally anything about that on the package, <laughs> that there are instructions on your YouTube page. Well, that was something, so I saw, like, the Volk. Um, those yeah, Moss Toys. Moss Toys. There's a QR code in there. Yeah. For like two or three different places that you can go and see a transformation. And when you said like, yeah, it's up on the YouTube page, I was like, yeah, no, it, nothing telling you to go to, to their YouTube page. Just take a Sharpie and throw it on there. Yeah, it's dot one in. That's how QR yeah. can... Well, that's why I was a little... I was kind of mean about it because I was like, I know that, that Moss Toys, same weekend, is debuting a toy where it has a QR code. You hold your phone at it and it sends you to the transformation video. And, you know, you got at least do that. I understand not wanting to print the instructions because you know what sucks most of the time is paper instructions. So just put a link somewhere. Anyway, other than that, like, I kind of like this thing. I'm not going to tell you it's the best Springer ever because there are, like, a hundred of them. But uh, the other thing that makes me a little bit hopeful is that I, uh, I accidentally got this guy's head wedged into his own chest. Long story. And while I was trying to get it out... I hate when that happens. <laughs> while I was trying to get it out, uh, the head just, like, I, I popped the whole thing off the ball joint and his face flew off. So his face is removable. Uh, there's a picture of that up on, on uh, Crin's Twitter, yeah. I think. Okay. Terrifying face. There's just, like, two dots in the slot mouth. the like, just like, it was, it was supposed to be, like, a loud... Loud, long hissing noise, you know, like if your face was made of dots and slots. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of like this thing. It, it, this this tab bugs me only because he's got this cool thing where like his leg has a giant C clip inside of it, and I love C clips. So whenever there's hidden C clips, I get excited. Anyway, uh, I got other cool stuff, but that's off the top of my head. Some cool stuff I got. I mean, I got, I got another one of David White's figures. Um, I've talked at length about them, and I didn't want to take Aaron's spotlight away. Uh, I do that enough. Also, he got a ram horn, so I'm kind of grumpy. Um, anyway, we are proceeding into kind of the back part of this panel. So what if we were going to do... Oh, yeah. Uh, I'd like to have everyone sing happy birthday to a special guy. What's his name? Alexander. He's back there in the Boba Fett shirt. Hi. Can you wave? He turns, right. he turns three tomorrow. So is there if everyone can sing happy birthday? 
It's no longer co uh, copyright restricted. <laughs> <laughs> okay. One, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Alexander. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Thank you. Thank you. So who all, like, is going to own up to the part where when you hit a name with a lot of syllables, you actually don't know what to do with that part of the song? <laughs> and you didn't think about it till you actually had sounds coming out of your mouth. So as you were going, you started to think about it. It became... Which, which, is a, which is a common thing you run into podcasting, too. You're... Starting to say something and you realize you don't exactly know what you're going to say. Yep, and you just sort of keep going. <laughs> yeah. It's like, listen, helicopters aren't real. <laughs> and you just kind of roll with it. You're lucky that there's someone in between us right now. That's why I put you over there. <laughs> well, <that> was... <laughs> Whoa! Jeremy, an arm just came out of your shoulder. I have a periphery vision, you know. Uh, anyway, yeah, happy birthday. Um, yeah, at the back end of this thing, uh, my plan was to do the raffle. Everybody get raffle tickets? All right, is there anybody that didn't get a raffle ticket? Uh, come up here if you don't have a raffle ticket. Here, I'll, I'll take care of the tickets. Here. Oh, I, I can get a raffle ticket Okay, so right. one, two, three, four, five. Five people only tickets. One, two, three, four, five. She's being really lazy and doesn't want to get up. Six. Okay. Yep. Kara, come get a ticket. By the way, there, there are a number of raffle prizes, so there's not just one winner, because that would mean we'd just be setting up someone to get mugged. Uh, <laughs> and good news, this cheese is no, not Kara, one of the prizes. Throw that cheese away. <laughs> That's why we ate all the cheese. That's why I brought it. There's one. There's one. There's one. There's one. Oh, more people came up and raised hands. Come on. <laughs> We've run a tight ship. All right. I don't know if you noticed during We're this panel. To be professional. <laughs> we have a very professional take on the podcasting medium. That's why you. <laughs> <a small> child. <laughs> <laughs> How better a professional could Aaron possibly be than screaming at a child? Actually, I don't know why I was saying that. There's no good answer to that question. <laughs> Look, I help children. I've got the tattoo to prove it. Aaron does do a lot of good work for Extra Life. It's a streaming service uh, type thing. Video games, tabletop gaming, charity raised for the kids. Uh, he got me to help out a bunch. I have a t-shirt now. I didn't bring it, but I do have a t-shirt. <laughs> so how do we want to do this? Okay. Do we want to reach in there and then grab a ticket? I want to, then, I want uh, to show a prize first. Oh, yeah, let's get Vincent to draw. He's unbiased. Yeah, yeah we have some prizes, too. <laughs> All right, so let's, let's get the prizes maybe up first, I think. Because uh, I want to present some of these. Aaron, you pull, pull yours out first. All right. Uh, these are kind of just leftovers from other things, but I have Skull Smasher that goes great if you got the Bat Primal set and you need a spare body for the Megatron head that comes with it. And something to fix its... And, like, yeah, you should have about a gallon of future floor, floor polish. Floor, floor polish. V-Builds are this video series I heard about where they talk about floor polish all the time. It's pretty... And then also a Skytread and Nightbeat. Are they going to be together? Sure. Okay, they're together. Unless you really don't want one when you draw for the other one. I mean, who wants Nightbeat? Condens Endure? 
What? The conjuncts and Dora? You said they were together. Well, I mean, we're not trying I mean, to they're like... Together, they're, they're together, but they're not, you know, together. They're I, didn't, I didn't ask them if they're together. Like, I just... Look look at them. They're, their packaging's touching. Why else would it... <laughs> uh, so from Transmissions, uh, we've got... We'll do these separately. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we've got two copies of the Transmissions cover uh, Till All Are One Number One. Uh, so it's now limited edition since the series is canceled. Yeah, it's true. They're more valuable now. Number twelve, and then uh, we've also got one more prize. This is based kind of on our whole tenant here at WTF and TFW. How we do things like we don't. So these guys had a great raffle uh, at Chicago with some masterpiece toys, including a masterpiece Bumblebee. And then I, I went on to forget about the other masterpiece toys. Sorry, they that, that was uh, Andy Millman from Moonbase Two. What's he said? He says he's going to miss the panel. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Right on time. <laughs> I'm going to wait an hour and a half. And then I'm going to... Sorry. I'm going to wait an hour and a half. And then I'm going to send them a message. So I've been working on that a while. Anyway, uh, you guys auctioned off, uh, or raffled off. I always mix those words up. Raffled off a Masterpiece Bumblebee. So here G2. At the, yeah, G2 Masterpiece Bumblebee. Here at WTF and TFW, uh, we don't knock people off. All right? We just do things bigger. <laughs> and heavier. So what I've got here is an original toy by Kubion Bao. It's called KBB MP21 Plus. It's a lot bigger than that wimpy, stupid thing that they raffled off that looks like some stupid character. Uh, this, this looks a whole lot like Beetle Wasp, the classic character from the G1 cartoon um, Deformation King. So uh, it's it's got diecast and ratchet joints. I actually bought two of these, so I opened one up to make sure the figure wasn't complete garbage. Uh, this one's unopened, though. It still has the whatever the hell this plastic saran wrap on the front is supposed to be. I really don't understand. But um, it's a big diecast thing of Masterpiece Bumblebee. It comes with that, some of... That's heavy, isn't it? Yeah, it yeah. is heavy. It comes with also upscaled knockoffs of the SXS add-on kit for Masterpiece Bumblebee. Because, you know, something about honor among thieves or whatever. <laughs> um, it comes with an Energon rod, but the packaging seems to be presenting it as though it's some kind of Monkey King battle staff. <laughs> uh, and all the paint will come off of it if you actually try to stuff it into his fist. But you can. Anyway, what we're going to do to raffle these, I think we're just going to go like one, two, three, four, five. Just build anticipation. Yeah. Um, so, as always, please don't be upset if you don't get something. If you get something you don't want, like, I don't know, sort it out with everyone else after. Yeah. Uh, end of oh, the day, you're getting Vincent. something for free. Yeah. Wrong, Vincent, really. here, I'll take it over to Vincent. Yep. Here. And if you're not here, you don't win. No pressure, Vincent. This is for everyone who's actually here. All right, for the first one. This is 077. Everybody's looking at it excited because it's all off the same rail. 085. Hey, we got a winner. We have to see to verify because she may have just waited to see that nobody else got excited. She, she was in the back. She was eyeballing. Oh, yeah, the thing is over there. She's, that would mean she's such a fan of Skull Smasher, maybe she just deserves the toy anyway. I'd say that's good. Is that good? It's a match. <laughs> and then, yeah, like, cross, cross the frame and... <laughs> <laughs> All right, four, the Conjunct's Titan Masters, because that's what they are now. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> zero, seven, seven, <laughs> zero, four, one. 
Hey, Bork! Hardy Go, Yeah, go verify with him first. I don't know if I can... He got so excited he left his shoes behind. That's a match. Here, I made their packaging touch more. <laughs> All right, four, the first of the two till all are ones. Zero, seven, seven, zero, seven, three. If you can get up here before I manage to pick a comic up. Oh, never mind, I got it. I'm going to throw in a sticker. You can clap oh. for him. Yeah, it's just yet another one of these comics. <laughs> it's a match. I took your gag. Thank you. You stole another stickers. one of my things. Bonus prize. Oh, for him. Come back. Come back. Oh, come back for a sec. All right, come back. Oh. It's stickers. Don't you? Yeah. Don't you? Can I see it? Yeah. Don't don't, don't put them hands. on the comic though. That's going to devalue it. Okay. I asked I'm, the I'm comics secure. grading. So what are they called? Oh, Not oh, the oh, AFA. Goober, we're in the middle of the CGC. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why was Goober up here? What did I just miss? <laughs> he just wanted to touch things. He, he learned to feel important. <laughs> zero seven seven one <gasps> zero seven. It's a match. Oh, I was making her worry for just a moment. Like, do I not know numbers? <laughs> <laughs> All right, now for the big one. Uh oh. Now for Beetle Wasp KBBMP21. Wow, you're strong. That thing's so heavy. <laughs> Die cast construction, the last start. <laughs> now it can't be your number. Uh, no, it can't be. Since, since you're now a part of, a part of this, yeah. I didn't realize that, that. Also, what's your blood type? Wait, just did, in case we need like. Did he just? Zero seven seven zero seven eight. Poor, poor SOB. I mean, you lucky, lucky winner. You lucky winner. Good job. Be careful, it's heavy. It's a match. Thank you. All right. So uh, that brings us to, we're just about the end here. What I'm thinking is uh, maybe if anyone wants to ask us any questions, the Q&A mic is still there. We've got about 10-ish minutes left. So, uh, if anyone does want to ask uh, us any questions about podcasting, about life, about that cheese, <laughs> I mean, there's still there's still some cheese here. If anybody really, really, he actually likes it. Are you serious? He likes it. Yeah. And I left I left my Nerf at home. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give it to him if he likes it. Seriously, pass that shit. Give it. Language. <laughs> Their children. <laughs> Oh, it will be. <laughs> Whoever comes up to ask a question gets to choose who gets the cheese. <laughs> you, you don't want the thing, do you? <laughs> Alright, so you guys talked about how you guys got back into Transformers, but you didn't go into much detail about how you got into it in the first place. So can you guys each tell how you first discovered Transformers, maybe the first time you ever saw Transformers? My, mine's super fast. My very first two toys at the same time were G1 Ratgar and Leader One, followed by G1 Ratchet. 
and the first movie I ever saw was like the 86 movie about 10 times on a bootleg and another couple hundred times on a bootleg. So it's just so, been your entire life knockoffs. Yeah, my mom says she thought they looked cool and wanted an excuse to buy one. And even though they were for ages whatever and up, she got one for her like infant. And uh, then then I happened. You know, Retgar makes a great teething toy. <laughs> Actually, mine's still complete. I never lost any of that stuff. I even kept the I, I lost the tires for a decade and then found them in a box and I never felt better. I guess with me, it's just, you know, I'm, I was like five or six when the show came on. I was just the perfect age and, you know, caught the show. And I think my first toy was, I think, the Devastator gift set from a yard sale that my mom went to. So um, just been hooked ever since. Yeah, mine is, I was born in 82, so it was that right time frame that that was my Saturday morning cartoon. Five minutes. Five that's, that's five minutes. Five minutes. We got five minutes. Thanks. I was trying to nod so that you'd see the, the nodding. Hi, Colin! Hi, Colin. Colin says we have five minutes. So if you got questions, go ahead and line up and we'll run through the rest of this real quick. How did you get into it? Uh, Faster. Faster. Eight years old, 1984. Rest is history. Woo! Is this going to be We Were the Target demo? Is that going to be the yeah, answer? Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Uh, the end of the line might be a, a, a different question, yeah, a different true. answer. Yeah. Uh, just uh, the G1 cartoon. It was, uh, it was awesome. Yes. The uh, Beast Machines Optimus Primal was given to me, I guess, by my cousin or something when I was three. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> However, he was also the target demo. <laughs> All right. I, um, I find that all of you guys' um, podcasts are really well done. Thank you. Um, this is how I'll definitely listen to you on my way back to America. Uh, I think the one thing that makes your podcasts work so well is that you, you get a sense of camaraderie between all of you. It sounds like you guys have been friends for a very I long time. I hate time. these guys. Yeah. And, it comes, <laughs> and it comes through Acting. when you're speaking to one another or when you are, I, I especially laugh when it's clear that someone has said something that the others don't agree with, but the diplomacy of the friendship keeps things from going to, what the, like, like, what are you talking about? How did you guys first meet one another in to in order to decide to start a podcast together uh well me, me and Aaron have known each other uh as botcon peeps since like oh three yeah um and so Aaron was actually just naturally from the fact that he's one of the people I've seen at the most botcons since then you know, come 2008 he was a natural choice for me for WTF when we were selecting people to audition because one of the original WTF tenants back before I was even in charge of it was like, we'll just have the BotCon bar experience, but as a podcast. And I was like, well, me and Aaron are the BotCon bar experience. Aaron better effing be in this effing thing. And so since then, he's put up with me really civilly saying all kinds of true things like helicopters aren't real. Think back again. And, uh, anyway, it's been a wonderful... <laughs> one, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> All right, with us, um, does anyone remember the Underbase podcast? Yeah. 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 So Charles guested on an episode of the Underbase, and we both lived in Pittsburgh at the time. I no longer do. So I asked Amy from the Underbase to get us in touch with each other, and then I put out a post on Reddit saying, hey, does anyone want to do a podcast? And Daryl and Yoshi responded to that, and we just clicked right away from the first Skype call. Yeah, I mean, it was it was really weird, actually, that we were all strangers and, like, 
after a couple of you know your first couple of conversations you you're on your best behavior kind of to you know make sure <laughs> I respect your belief in helicopters <laughs> <laughs> but after you know after a few times recording and doing it regularly we're like okay I guess we are all kind of on the same wavelength weirdly so yeah <laughs> Vincent, how did you get into podcasting? <laughs> yes, I am not part of the podcast. <laughs> well, you you, you want to you want a thing of charity yeah, you're auction. You're on a podcast you right now. <laughs> charity charity auctions. You helped Perfect. out the kids. It's probably a better origin story, actually. Yeah. Than <laughs> I don't know. We we're all drunk. Like, hey, we record the same. It's fine. Was that red light? So I started my podcast. <laughs> Do you guys have any advice for getting the word out about a new podcast? We're just starting out, like trying to get it out there, bringing new viewers and stuff like that. We cheated because we're hosted by a large website, so we don't actually have a good answer. <laughs> but, well, I'll, yeah. I'll say I can say I've discovered some podcasts and. Part of it's going to be consistency. You know, you're going to want to still put stuff out there, even if right now it's you, your hosts, and your mom that listen to it. Um, just actually doing it and keeping doing it is going to be a big thing. It's something that Chris will talk about all the time, and I, but I'm I'm stealing his thunder there because that's what WTFW is all about. Um, the other ones I've discovered have been, you know, through. You know, like he was saying, go into Reddit. You know, find find a community that's going to have similar interests, and if they've got a place that you can talk about it, you kind of talk about it some. You know, don't necessarily go, well, I do this show and I think it's great because my mom listens and she wouldn't like yeah. me. And you know, and then the other thing is that was hard for me in the beginning was take feedback. Um, maybe throw out the worst of the noise, but if somebody says. You know, hey, you go on too long about the color of every toy's feet. What's your problem? You'd be like, hey, maybe that's something I need to look at. It's important. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and really, when you join these communities, don't just, like you were saying, don't just plug your podcast right away. Become a part of the community so people know you. And then you can be like, oh, we talked about this on an episode of my podcast. And most places are okay if you link it as a, a part of the ongoing content of the thread or whatever. It's not just a blatant plug. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think I've ever had uh, an instance of where I'm sitting on a subreddit and somebody that has no other post is just like, oh, podcast episode 83 of Cool Thing, and then not even taking the time to like write the body of like what you're talking about. It's like, oh, hey, another thing I'm going to ignore. But if it comes up as like, hey, no, there was a, you know, we had a really good discussion about the implications of the color of this thing, and then boom, boom, boom. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, if the color of the feet's an important thing, that might be it. I was actually a guest on Cool Thing episode eighty four about the color of Transformers feet. I just want to jump time. in real quick about the uh, the, the Reddit stuff. Um, I don't mention it ever on the podcast because it really doesn't matter. But uh, I am the the main mod on the Transformers subreddit, and we get a lot of requests to put in. You know, this is my podcast, and I'll look at the person's history. And they've never posted, and they've been a, a, a person on Reddit for years, or they've all they've posted is their link to their podcast here and here and here. So you're saying here, we can here. get some of that sweet and Reddit junk? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but even transmissions was being posted uh, and and was flagged for for not actually participating in any of the discussion. So we each have our own accounts. <laughs> exactly. So you know. 
and that was not even me doing anything. That's that's an automatic response of Reddit to, to do that. So uh, if you're going to make a, a, an account for your podcast, um, with Reddit, Reddit's fantastic, but be active, right? Because Reddit as an as a as a site will flag you and just say, you know, stop, you can't do this. It's spam kind of deal, right? So yeah, Reddit's fantastic. Use it and, and do what you need to do. And I'll say one one more thing is if you can get guests who are like work working in whatever you know topic you're work you're talking about, uh, guests will usually uh, promote your show and say you know hey listen to this I was on this show I got an interview and we were we found it really easy to talk to I mean we started with the IDW comic creators we just you know, they're all on Twitter we actually started with Proto Man. <laughs> we don't talk about it much either. <laughs> the GD? Yes. Uh, but episode I mean, two. Something, something, fig jam, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so if, you know, if you can, if you can get access to some of the people who are working uh, on, on, you know, like the comics or the toys and things like that, uh, and get them to talk for a little while, and uh, they're usually happy to promote your show, and then that you will usually bring in new listeners and... Um, someone will stick around. Thank you. Yeah, no worries. Uh, yeah, consistency is huge. Just keep making. Like I say this about video stuff. If you want to make something, just do it. And then do it a whole bunch. Like Eventually it'll be good. Yeah. Uh, we are at the end of our time, more or less. So I want to thank everyone. I said this actually at all my panels now. I want to thank everyone who actually sat down for this panel and joined us here. Certainly, it's the end of the show, and uh, everyone's got places they could be, so the fact you decided to join us here, really appreciate it. Uh, hopefully you guys check out our actual podcast. We can assure you we're about at least 10% as lively uh, on, on those actual shows. Um, better and... Thank you to Vincent for... Uh, yes, for thank you, Vincent. Instead. That's right. We literally thought of that at the last moment and drew the thing on the back of the card that I was using to auction with, and he bought it. Actually, big big ups to Daryl. Daryl basically single-handedly like organized that part of this panel. I have to, I have to throw that back because that actually was Jeremy's idea. I just implemented it. Oh, it, uh, yeah. I was joking, and he's like, okay, that's a great idea. And he, <laughs> I turned around, and he's done it. <laughs> So well, thank you very much, turned Jeremy. Out, yeah, it turned out really good. Vincent, why don't, why don't you plug something? Like, talk about yeah. your talk about yourself a little bit. <laughs> get your get your you have Twitter. Out there. This is this is this is your moment to shine. Personal brand. So I'm on TFW2005 as Code Trivia, and I should post more of my customs. I have a custom Nautica, and I have a, a custom stakeout from Last Stand uh, the Records. I'm a really big fan of comic books, and uh, I should post more of my stuff on my um, Radicons. Awesome. Is that code trivia as one word or two words? Uh, one word, yes. All right. And it's also the same on Twitter. I actually do post some of my custom stuff on Twitter, on code trivia. Yeah. So what did you think about your first podcasting experience? This is wonderful. It's a dream come true, actually. Thank you very much. Uh, awesome. Is it nearly as terrifying as you thought it would be? <laughs> actually, no. No. <laughs> See, not, not just gonna be, that's just going to be a drug. You're just going to yeah. be out there podcasting for one $5. Of us, one of us. One of us. Legit, it's my belief that everyone on the internet should at some point be forced to host and edit one episode of a podcast. You hear that, Daryl? I edit the video. You cut off the front and the back. 
Also legit, I thought I was going to be the one slinging anything across the table, but like, you know, Transmissions guys handled it pretty well, too. Uh, that's, I mean, that's also why I put Aaron between them. <laughs> Safety wall. <laughs> anyway, I uh, hope you guys had a good TFCon Toronto 2017. Uh, sorry we didn't have a longer, you know, listener Q&A bit, but I, hopefully we still had enough bouncy sound uh, to make your time worthwhile. And uh, just a quick question, who here is local? All right. Does two hours away count as local? No. We're talking mega city rules here for Ontario. So, you know, if everything's actually... If, if Brampton and Hamilton were technically part of Toronto, you know, you count as local. Ten minutes away. All right. Well, all you pseudo-locals, I don't need to wish you a good trip home. Hope you die in a car fire. I mean... But everyone who came from afar, uh, thank you for coming on out to our lovely country and or province. Anyone from weird provinces? Because I met some people from PEI. I'm from Wisconsin. <laughs> That's a really weird province. It's all the way down. They have red cheese there. <laughs> Nova Scotia, hello! Because I mean, everyone's always from BC and Alberta and Ontario and Quebec, and it's like, oh, cool, you like got on an easy flight. Congratulations. <laughs> Taiwan. Taiwan. Oh. Thank you for coming out all this way. That is a long walk. <laughs> <laughs> Any other internationals out there, or are we uh, we all just North American? The rest American. of you, yeah. Well, <laughs> sorry, from where? Wales. Where the guys are? Is that in Ireland? Next to. Is it between Ireland and England? Okay, because I knew I knew a Welsh guy from Ireland. He's like the Scottish guy I know from uh, from New Zealand. And uh, you see, there's a period where I was friends with specifically a guy from Wales, a guy from Scotland, a guy from Ireland, and a guy from uh, from uh, the UK, London area. And so all I'd do is I'd keep mixing up where they're from because it turns out that would get them all really upset. And Historically, yeah. Like, yeah. 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 yeah that, a few hundred years ago, that was murder. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to stop myself because now I'm getting into a thing. Uh, web, we should say where we can... Web, oh yeah, we also put things online, yes. turns out. <laughs> hey! You need, you, need, you need to go to online to your computer and download stuff to listen to the podcast. But where? Uh, so you can listen to Transmissions at www.transmissionspodcast.com. Uh, we are on iTunes. We're on Google Play. We are not on Zoom, so we've lost that listener. Uh, but uh, you can, you, you should be able to get to us on on most podcast apps. Yes. And uh, WTFATFW is hosted on TFW2005.com. We have our own blog now, uh, which is lovely, uh, on my end at least. It's WTF.TFW2005.com. Uh, we are not yet on Google Play. I need to send Tony a message about that, because I feel like I talked to him about that a year ago and then forgot. Yeah. Um, you, know, you can probably submit that yourself. I don't know. It's, it's, he does everything technical. I just talk and edit. Wait, I do do something technical. <laughs> Son of a... I said doo-doo. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I also do some stuff on evangelist.ca. The podcast goes up there too. I do some YouTube stuff on youtube.com slash evangelist central or evangelist reviews on YouTube. Uh, but that's all just me. None of these. Well, actually, there's going to be probably some of this on there. Um, so I'm going to monetize them. <laughs> One day that's going to be a cool insult. Nowadays, everyone just goes like, sorry, what? Get those sweet, sweet YouTube dimes. Yeah. I'm going to turn all your voices into stacks of dimes. I'm going to buy a Coke Zero on your blood. <laughs> Those are all IOUs. <laughs> That's 
Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, that's, that's how it goes. All right. Have a good one. Thanks, everyone. We'll be, we'll be up here packing up. Yeah. Uh,